Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Daniel. We have with us today uh, the other host of the Decred Assembly, Tyler, and also Gotam Desai. He is our newest member to the marketing team. He's going to bring a lot of experience to the Decred project. We're very excited to have him here today as a special guest on our show. Um, we are going to have a real chill episode today. Um, you know, we're going to talk about we just rolled out this big version one update. You know, obviously a lot of you have already upgraded and you know updated your software. Uh, that went really smoothly. So, you know, big, big round of applause for the development team. You know, really proud of these guys. A lot of them pulled all-nighters for days uh, before this thing went out to get it released. So I'm really, really fortunate. And, you know, we're, I'm very excited that it went the way it did. Um, so uh, this is episode three of the Decred Assembly. So, you know, I think it's gone pretty well so far. Uh, we're getting a pretty good turnout, a lot of views on the videos. Um, now, I actually spoke with Dave earlier, Dave Collins, lead developer of the Decred project. And in Slack, I've seen a lot of people are asking, you know, when does the vote begin? When does the vote begin, right? Because that's what we're all so excited about. So I've gotten some statistics from Dave to just kind of clarify this and, you know, uh, kind of just go over what needs to happen um, signaling wise before this vote actually begins. So I'm going to pull up these statistics really quickly that Dave sent me just to make sure that I'm quoting him accurately. And we also have some current network statistics. So currently, uh, our proof of network, uh, our proof of work uh, miners, they're already well underway. Um, 317 of the last 1,000 blocks uh, are V4 blocks, which is perfect. You know, that's what we need. Now, before the vote uh, begins, we need it to get to 950 of the last 1,000 blocks. Proof of stake is actually doing, uh, it's, it's pretty far ahead of the proof of work. It's 283 of the last 477 votes have been V4. So that's about 60%. Now, something really cool that the Decred developers are also working on, um, and if you guys remember from version 8, they had a hard fork demo site so you could monitor the vote, uh, the upgrade status and, you know, things of that nature in real time. So we have the, uh, the UX UI team working on that currently. Um, you know, all the backend stuff on this website is already done. So you guys should be able to check that out and view it shortly. Um, now I'm going to give you over to Tyler real quick. Uh, he's going to give you kind of a brief status update and, uh, a scenario um, in which the new ticket difficulty algorithm is actually outperforming the old one uh, by leaps and bounds, which is very exciting to me. You know, we used to have this up and down, you know, crazy oscillatory, you know, situation, and uh, the new algorithm is apparently uh, very. It's in simulation been very effective at at controlling these uh, oscillations. So, Tyler, take it away. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm gonna share my screen for a minute. <clears throat> Um, and here we go. So, oh, there's like an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to share with you guys uh, kind of what's going on in the network right now. Um, so if you guys don't already know or haven't staked before, <clears throat> what you'll commonly see is that uh, the price fluctuates drastically from round to round. So each round lasts, I think it's about 142 blocks long, which equates to about 12 hours. Um, and during these rounds, you'll see the price change for tickets. 
So in order to stake, you need to purchase these tickets. And as these tickets get passed um, and get voted in, that's essentially how the network is um, verifying and, and takes in votes. So right now, um, stakers are just verifying that the block is actually valid. But in the future, we're actually going to be voting on you know, this uh, SDIF algorithm. So I'd like to talk about something uh, we saw that was interesting is, so the last two low rounds, and this is typically when everybody buys tickets. Um, so you'll see that last night, the ticket price was at 35.36, which is relatively pretty low. And you'll see that a total number of 2,860 tickets were purchased. But as you can see, the round before, it was at 98 and nobody purchased tickets. And the round before that, it was at 147 and nobody purchased tickets. And the round before that, it was at 110, and nobody purchased tickets. <laughs> so that's what this yellow line represents, the amount of tickets that were purchased uh, during that, those rounds. So um, it's typically a low round, and then three high rounds, and then a low round when everybody buys. Um, that's why we're seeing these big fluctuations that allow people to not really buy tickets and creates a lot of competition during these rounds. So mm -hmm. what I thought was really interesting um, is that the round before the round last night, when it was at 4023, um, competition was was relatively low. I mean, the price uh, in tickets, I think a lot of people got in around 0 0.015. Some even got in at like 0 0.05 DCR per kilobyte. Um, you know, some people got in a bit higher, but uh, the price went up. You know, or, sorry, the price dropped a little, you know, about five DCR. And what you'll see is that last night, ticket prices, uh, you know, fees got up to like 1.3 DCR per kilobyte. Um, so it, you guys might not understand what this per kilobyte deal means, but um, you're basically paying to have your transactions broadcasted and saved within the network in a per kilobyte fashion. So, um, so if you're purchasing tickets in a pool, you can fit about two ticket purchases in a kilobyte. And if you're purchasing tickets uh, via staking, you can purchase about three uh, tickets per kilobyte. So if you divide, you know, a lot of people are purchasing in pools, so you divide that price, let's say it was 1.2 DCR per kilobyte, your, um, you know, the amount of your return on your investment is just and also, you know, this is just creating a lot of competition in the market. And nobody, you know, you know, we're seeing a 60 DCR increase in price the next round. So what was interesting is last night, um, Dave was able to show us that, uh, I need to find it. <laughs> so Dave, Dave uh, used his, uh, his new staking difficulty algorithm. Dave Collins, the lead developer on DeGred. And he was actually showing us that the next round, the fluctuation in price with his new staking difficulty algorithm would only adjust the price uh, like three or four DCR in either direction mm -hmm. to um, what, we're, what we're seeing now, which is like 60, which is just crazy. I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, this is just way too expensive for most people to end up purchasing tickets. I mean, almost 100 DCR at 15 bucks, that's, you know, $1,500 to buy one ticket. So 
um, you know, I just wanted to explain to everybody kind of what we're seeing in the, in, uh, in terms of you know, what the problem is and what his hope is to do is to kind of stabilize the price like this. So see um, over here on this side, we have, you know, some relatively modest ticket purchasing instead of, you know, purchasing all the tickets at once during one round and drive uh, to get price up like crazy, which, you know, keeps people from tickets. And those Tyler, your, your mic is, uh, is breaking up pretty bad, man. Um, so I'll just kind of summarize, you know, what I think you were, what I think you were saying is that, you know, with this new algorithm, you're not going to see these wild fluctuations. And and it's been proven, um, you know, Dave ran a simulation uh, to show that this this would effectively kill these price fluctuations and make it more enjoyable to buy tickets. Because, I mean, honestly, I buy my tickets manually. It's really difficult to just be around your computer 100% of the time, snipe the best ticket prices, get the best ticket fees. And it's I'm really looking forward to a day where I can just go open my wallet say, oh, cool, I've got a spendable balance. You know, I'm going to purchase a few tickets with this. And, um, you know, I don't have to pay, you know, half a decred for my ticket. I mean, that's $5. I don't want to pay $5 for, you know, a, a chance to get 15 back. You know, I want to pay half a dollar. I want to pay, you know, 25 cents. So this is really going to make it a lot easier for everybody. It's going to make um, the ticket purchasing process much more enjoyable and much more effective. Um, and we're very excited about that. So, the voting on this is going to begin very soon, and also the voting on Lightning Network implementation. Um, you know whether the development team should begin work on this is going to be, begin soon as well. Um, if you're watching this and you have not upgraded to the latest version of the software, please do so. Um, by doing this, you're only speeding up the rate at which we can start getting down to business and start voting on these issues. So. Go, Tom. Uh, you yeah. are a fairly new member of the Decred team. You know, I've known you for a few months outside of, uh, you know, being a, a Decred contractor, and um, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're probably one of the more experienced members of the Decred marketing team in terms of um, what you've already done, uh, and and also, um, you know, just your, I, I guess your your past credibility and and what you can bring to the table. So I think a lot of people were very excited to see you stepping up to the plate um, and a lot of people were curious you know what brought you to crypto you know how did you find Bitcoin who yeah. are you um, you know that kind of thing so if you wouldn't mind you know tell us a little bit of backstory sure. about yourself who you are and you know then your personal vision for Decred and where you think that you know your role uh, as a Decred marketing team member you know can help to kind of push this this project forward Sure, absolutely. Thanks. And I'm um, super excited to be here with you guys um, and the project in general. Uh, so my background is really starts off uh, way back when uh, with an electrical engineering degree. I ended up not <laughs> doing engineering out of uh, school, but that's kind of the technical background that I come with. I got very quickly as the internet was starting to um, probably back in uh, 90, 94 or so when we were starting to think about the internet as more than a bunch of links that, uh, you know, these applications and you could build applications on the internet. So I started working at a bank and uh, it's kind of interesting that cryptocurrency and kind of its, uh, you know, connections to banking and money in general kind of for one of the reasons I got into cryptocurrency. But the idea there was I was helping um, run a team of developers that were building some of the first internet banking applications. And so good experience there in terms of understanding how people you know use these technologies and move their money and so on so 
So after that, I kind of got into a little bit of consulting work, uh, moved from New York to Chicago, uh, did that for about 10 years around uh, process management and content management technologies, and started getting into a little bit more of a marketing spin. We were a small boutique consulting firm, so each of us was selling, each of us was delivering um, work to our clients, and obviously we had to market that. So that's kind of where my uh, uh, marketing skills started building up. So I still had the technical background, but started doing marketing more and more. Um, and that kind of brought me to California. So I uh, joined EMC uh, Corporation, who had uh, mostly hardware divisions, but one of their divisions uh, dealt with uh, content management and process management technologies. And so I joined that organization uh, as part of kind of a turnaround of the business and really focused on marketing there. And so um, ended up running the marketing team there, doing everything from digital marketing, to kind of social, you know, large social push. Really, our, our whole purpose there was we were in a market that was fairly crowded. And what we needed to do is differentiate ourselves and really kind of show people and kind of build a buzz around what the business was. It was a leader and kind of fell out and bringing it back to that status. So really everything from branding and marketing to PR, uh, all the things that kind of are important, I think, with you know the market we're currently in and crypto as well. And I'll kind of talk about some of my, my thoughts on what we might need to do um, to get decred there as well. But that's kind of my background. And so um, then Dell purchased DMC and uh, at that point I decided to uh, take my leave as uh, they were planning on selling our division to uh, one of our competitors um, and uh, good luck with that to them but I was really into uh, cryptocurrency by then and kind of felt like I wanted to focus a little bit more on this so uh, definitely a traditional enterprise software background but then transitioning into uh, into this world so you'd asked about my um, kind of I guess, path to get to crypto. So it started pretty simple, like probably many of us. I uh, was curious about the technology, had heard about it. I think Coinbase had just started selling coins. Uh, and so in December, 2013, I bought $100 worth of Bitcoin dollars a piece. Uh, forgot about it for a year. And then I heard about it in the news again, went into my account. It's worth $11,000. I was like, hey, there's something to this. And uh, like many of us at that point, I started kind of getting involved and um, started trading it, lost a lot of money, got caught up in a couple of scams like all of us did early <laughs> on. Um, and so that was kind of my, my intro, but really kind of getting serious probably mid-year last year when I kind of knew I wanted to uh, probably make a change in where I wanted to go with uh, uh, my future. So, you know, to me, cryptocurrency, like for many of us, represents uh, some sort of financial freedom um, away from the way that uh, uh, we traditionally have to deal with things like banks. Um, having worked at a bank, you know, I found it really disappointing the way they thought about customers and how they tried to eke profits from every little thing that we did for a customer. And every year it seems like they're getting more powerful, they have more powerful lobbies, um, and they're trying to, you know, fleece basically the market. And I think, you know, you see that in, you know, the US is one thing, but in other countries where there's uh, fiat currencies like Argentina that are super heavily inflated and it's pretty much worth nothing to the populace, this kind of puts the power back in the hands of the people. And that's kind of what attracted to me to uh, cryptocurrency. Now, one of the things that kind of disappointed me recently is that one of the values of cryptocurrency um, is certainly that we want to make sure that 
there's a democratic process for being able to launch this. And, you know, we've seen recently that individuals, special interest groups are driving a lot of the agenda for, you know, large cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And I think that's kind of what's a little bit disappointing. What I found with Decred when I first uh, started looking at it was that we know that the future of Decred is not written yet. Um, but the big difference for me is that we know it's going to have a future because it's guaranteed by the fundamentals that were put into the platform related to governance. And that's a big differentiator. With some of these other currencies, you're not really sure if they will have a future depending on what the special interests do. Here, a future is guaranteed. What we make of it is something that we'll have to determine as a group and a community. But the fact that it was written to survive and written to kind of have these kind of tenets of financial and uh, technological freedom and be truly decentralized and for the people is kind of what really drew me to this, uh, this project in particular. And I think that's the basis for what we need to do from a marketing perspective as well uh, to tell that story in a way that's differentiated. I think the, the big challenge right now for us is there's uh, thousands of cryptocurrency projects that are already out there. There's probably 10 or 15, as we discuss on a daily basis, new ICOs coming out uh, every week. You know, how do you cut through all of that to tell the story, a story that's really important because I think governance is kind of the key to the success of these uh, decentralized environments and projects. And so, you know, right now I did, as you mentioned, put a proposal out to you guys in terms of before I joined the team, some of the things that I think we could do. Uh, some of those items in the proposal were what I considered low hanging fruit. How do we get to not only the cryptocurrency journalists, but more importantly, how do we get to the broader fintech financial technology journalists that write for Forbes, that write for Wired, that write for all of these publications that are kind of starting to understand that there are some issues in the way that these things are governed today. And so I've been working over the past like week, week and a half as I've been on kind of making a list of these journalists as well as agencies that deal with these guys so we could figure out how to get placed, how to tell our story around the governance problem. And it's not just about you know, our technology and our project Decred, it's more around the thought leadership of why governance is important in cryptocurrency. And then we happen to be a fantastic example, maybe one of the few examples of a cryptocurrency project that actually does those things. So a lot of work to be done and there's a lot of low hanging fruit. I think it's gonna be just literally picking up the phone and actually calling these organizations and kind of driving that story into them so that they get interested enough to pick it up and actually talk about it. Yeah, that's, so that's a lot of words. Really so, cool. <laughs> I'll stop and, now. Uh, no, I mean that was really good, man. And and you know, I think that um your experience and and doing things like this is going to be instrumental. As you said, you know, it's it's one it's one thing to take something that's totally unique in in every single way and and push it forward and in, in, you know into into any kind of market or group of people or whatever and and have it be accepted. But it's another thing when you have a crowded space, you know, and and cryptocurrency. I think is the embodiment of what, what that is, you know, you have thousands of coins out there and, and projects and uh, platforms and, you know, whatever you want to call it, but there's a lot of competition. So it's very important to be unique, to differentiate yourself. And it's important to, as you said, have a story. So, you know, we are very excited about how you can help us write Decred's story um, and, you know, how help to kind of outreach to, some of these uh, journalists and stuff, um, you know, on the roadmap, it said attendance at events and stuff is going to be a, yeah. a big thing for us in 2017. So 
in addition to attendance to events, you know, we are actively trying to pursue places like, uh, you know, the Forbes, the Wired, um, the yep. Yahoo Finance. You, you know, you you want to get in front of more mainstream users because crypto is becoming more mainstream. And in order to survive, you can't just rely on this this inner circle of Bitcoin people. You know, we're going to have to appeal to the yeah. mainstream. We're going to have to bring your average Joe in here and make it easy. I know uh, the community has been working on an excellent website. Um, yeah. I, I believe it's called. Uh, hold on, just one second. It's just, uh, yeah, looking at decredible. It. Yeah, de yeah, decredible dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a community based website that they've created, and it is like all things decred um, from a newbie perspective, which. Yeah. is really cool um i know in meister's interview i talked about how a lot of our marketing and outreach has been a community driven effort and i think this is a fantastic example of what the community is capable of you know and what they can do for decred so you know keep doing that that's instrumental as well but i think it'll be really cool you know um once we get one big guy to take a look and i think you were discussing this yesterday yeah. go tom uh, it's much much easier for the other Absolutely. ones to take a look as well because you know they don't have to get get over that initial hurdle you know that that hurdle's yeah. already been jumped and they can already see okay well maybe if these guys you know thought that you were worth uh, an article then then you're probably worth yeah. an article for us as well and we can go ahead and and, and move forward with that so yeah that, and it's very exciting to me yeah and that that's one angle right so i think you know the other things i proposed uh it's kind of interesting coming from an enterprise software background one of the other big drivers for enterprise software sales is talking to the analyst firms that track the market and so there aren't, there's kind of, you have like Smith and Crown and you have others that are kind of, you know, focused on this niche that we call cryptocurrency. Uh, and it is a niche. I mean, it's a, what, 30 something billion dollar market. That's smaller than half the market cap of some of the big uh, Fortune 500 players, right? So the reality though is that because this technology is critical because it's entering the enterprise in lots of different ways from hyperledger to ethereum to others i think that there is a play for analysts especially like idc who kind of map the market and uh, talk about these things and i have contacts certainly on uh, certain parts of that uh, those businesses these analyst firms and i think it's worth having a conversation because driving kind of the agenda and a conversation around governance and it's important in a decentralized uh, approach regardless of whether they're kind of pushing decred or just talking about governance in general is important for people to understand and obviously the people that deal with them tend to be large companies large investors potentially and so it's a different place that money could come from to drive the value of our um, project here but the the point is is that just getting known with them also leads to things like articles and other things because there's some legitimization that happens uh, as a result of uh, being in their reports having in conversations with the companies that they consult with and so on so you know there's and that's just one of the many different places that I think we can kind of push into but I think the key is after we hit some of the low-hanging fruit I think the next step is for us to build just like you have a roadmap for the technology a roadmap for the marketing plan to kind of identify the cadence um, of and you started that with this series for example every Sunday you know you're gonna have one of these um, so I think we need to have what I call rolling thunder versus kind of the flash in the pan that causes pumps and dumps and it has to be continuous we have to continually outreach to the community and provide them news information as well as the market in general and so kind of building that calendar 
that says, you know, here's what we're going to put out, how frequently we're going to put out, and actually get the community involved in helping us with some of that would be the ideal situation. So our reach is broadened. So lots of different things to do. And uh, to be honest, I'm busier now <laughs> working on, uh, you know, these things than I ever was working at a full-time job <laughs> at Dell. Uh, it seems it's kind of like it's constantly changing and you have to kind of keep on uh, up with this stuff. And I think it's it's exciting, though. I mean, it doesn't feel like work. Um, and so we're going to kind of really try to amp this up over the next couple of months. And we have some great stuff coming out. I know that you had uh, uh, posted some interesting things that are happening besides the voting that's going to happen. For example, one of the projects I love uh, – Exodus is working on uh, Decred integration into their multi-currency wallet, which really I have so many friends that are just getting into cryptocurrency and that's the type of product that they start with. And they say, oh, well, where do I store my Bitcoin? Because I got to hold it myself. So they use something like a multi-wallet and Exodus is one of the most user-friendly. So I think that is something that will generate a lot of noise and we have to take advantage of that in the market and talk a lot about that. And there's 10 other things like that that are coming down the pike, but it's just, uh, it's those things that we have to make sure we take full advantage of at every possible turn. Yeah, Exodus is definitely a big deal. And I don't think people realize um, what a big deal it is. I mean, these guys have been a, a, an absolute pleasure to work with, um, a lot of integrity over there. Um, and, and you know, uh, these these guys are no BS, just results. And, you know, I like that because I feel like that's what Decred is. You know, I feel like our values are, are in line. And, um, you know, we're very excited to for that Exodus platform release, you know, of the Decred wallet. Uh, not 100% sure when it is, but, you know, as you saw on Twitter, we, we released that uh, kind of sneak peek beta screenshot. I've been, I've been freaking begging uh, <laughs> the Exodus guys to let me release that for a long time. And I'm pretty sure they finally just got tired of me and yeah. said, okay, fine. You, know? <laughs> you can do it. Um, well, you'll find uh You'll find Daniel and JP over there are some of the most, uh, they have, as you said, the most integrity of anyone I've kind of dealt with besides the team here at Decred uh, in the space. And they will not release something until they know it's going to work and it's perfect. Um, and so they've, I, I've been involved in some of the other things that they've worked on in the past in the wallet. And they, you know, even if there's a slight delay and there's user confusion, they will not release it. So the key is that when they do come out with it, it will be 100% uh, amazing, and the experience is going to be um, drop down, drop dead, <laughs> gorgeous on top of all that. So I think it'll be a great on ramp for new people trying to get into the uh, decred market. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and I will, I will say from experience, um, assuming my mic is still okay right now. Um, no, your yeah, mic is really jacked. Is it? Oh man, Tyler, what is wrong with your connection today, brother? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Exodus is awesome and it's really fast, but back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think, um, you know, you saying rolling thunder is very interesting. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we believe that we, we need to do for a long time. And I think just having it put into words, you know, um, I think that's a really good way to describe what we are trying to do. You know, we are going to have this show every Sunday. Um, you know, we have other outreach efforts that are going to be on a consistent basis, but, you know, I'm excited about really getting, you know, sitting down and I'd, I'd love to be a part of working on, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of um, marketing roadmap um, and yeah. contributing, you know, what I can. And I think, as you said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. A lot of the times, you know, I'm yeah. an improv kind of guy and, you know, I react quickly and think quickly, but it is very important to have a plan. Um, and I think that, you know, if we were able to sit down and, and have this marketing roadmap and, 
I mean, just like the development roadmap and, and make it public and let people know what we're going to be doing and so that they can help to further the agenda, you know, if they wish is, is very yeah. important. And, um, you know, you mentioned reaching out to these analysts. Um, and, you know, I think that governance is something that only crypto insiders realize is a problem at the moment. You know, right. when, when you have these analysts and these outsiders, I feel like they're looking at, you know, probably the, the much larger caps, you know, at the moment, uh, you know, your Ethereum, your Ripple, you know, things like that. And, and they're saying, you yeah. know, oh, OK, you know, this is what the technology does. This is what we can do with it. But they don't understand that it's it's has the kind of innate ability to stagnate and not move anywhere and not get anything done. Um, so being an insider, you know, a crypto insider uh, and, you know, anybody that knows about Bitcoin or has Bitcoin, I think I feel like at this point yeah. is a crypto insider. You know, you kind of have a first mover advantage as an investor and you have a first mover advantage, you know, as somebody who knows about what's going on in the space um, and realizing that governance is the problem. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, before these these bigger guys. So, you know, I think yeah. it's only inevitable that they'll realize this, too, at some point. And, you know, hey, guess what? There's decred for that. So it's a very yeah. exciting place to be. And, um, you know, I still feel like we're kind of in the sleeping giant phase. People don't realize yeah. uh, the power of decred, what decred could be. And it's our job as marketing people to to help them realize that and, you know, to show them through these stories, you know, what what we can accomplish. Yeah, and I think, you know, that, that's kind of what it gets down to is, you know, becoming thought leaders in the space. And, and in every space, there's one thought leader for a topic or there should be um, because you're kind of driving the agenda. That's what makes you the leader in the space. And I think governance is one of those things. And I think, you know, the fact that there's potential other projects that claim governance but don't really, you know, have the um, – if you kind of take a look at the technologies that are underneath, it's governance of the rich. Um, and, you know, you have a lot of their coin and you're going to have the votes. Right. And I think what's happening here with our project is much more fair in terms of who can vote, you know, how it comes across. And I think, you know, in my past experience with the technologies that I've worked with, when the space on around content and process management technologies came out, everyone was kind of like, well, let's dump our corporate documents into these repositories. And, and only several years later did they realize, well, you know, now we have to make sure that someone's not modifying these documents, which should, you know, be immutable. Uh, we have to make sure that when the court asks for the documents that they're not destroyed, all these things came afterwards. The governance came afterwards and it was extremely hard for players that didn't incorporate that into the, uh, kind of ethos of their uh, solutions to do that. And I think we have an opportunity to take advantage of that, be the thought leaders, drive that kind of into the market to help people understand that you can't have a truly decentralized, uh, you know, project without having decentralized everything, including governance, which is probably the most important of them. And I think that's what's differentiating. And to tell the truth, enterprise players still think that they're going to take Ethereum, create a private chain or you know, Hyperledger and create a private instance of it and they can manage and change and do whatever they want. And maybe that's true. But the reality is that if you're going to get truly decentralized, kind of take the network effect into account and drive this into something that people use on a day in, day out basis, it's going to have to be global. It's going to have to have that reach. And something like Decred with something like Lightning Network and governance that kind of drives all this um, will be an extremely powerful uh, a thing in the future, I think, and it'll become uh, one of the 
you know, top things that people look for in a project. And I think having it built into the core of it is super insightful by the team. And that's kind of why I'm excited to kind of ride on the coattails of the uh, genius that uh, came up with the idea of what Decred is and what it represents. Yeah, me as well. And, um, you know, Tyler actually is, as, as we know, you know, his microphone is completely yeah. uh, foobarred right now. But <laughs> um, he said uh, he wanted me to ask you about EMC, um, yeah. you know, and, and what – what that was, what your role was there, um, et cetera. Yeah, so it uh, it changed. When I first joined, I was in the um, CTO office, kind of helping them build a strategy for how they take this business that uh, you know was number one in the space for a while and kind of languished over the years as they made more acquisitions and didn't really have a strategy in place. So first thing was kind of working with our new CTO to help establish a strategy. Um, you know, it was things like, you know, should we acquire a sync and share solution uh, to kind of modernize content management like box or someone like that um, and we made an acquisition of a company um, from that it was then taking that and pushing that into the market so we as I was leaving last year we came up with a new uh, purely SaaS solution, um, you know, software as a service, um, cloud-based content management, and coming up with a brand new brand for that, making it more consumer-oriented, making it something that's accessible by the people, similar to what we discussed with Exodus, uh, really kind of making it something that's easy for everyone to use versus, you know, the corporate content administrator who is our typical audience or the CIO who wanted to buy a solution to kind of store all their content. And so a lot of it was doing market research, understanding who the audiences where we're selling to, what was driving them to want a certain solution over another, what features and capabilities were important to them that they knew about today and what they might need in the future. And so driving all of that, uh, establishing the brand, establishing kind of the marketing plan, the look and the feel, uh, doing the social media outreach to make sure that we built a community around it, especially a developer community, um, as well as the PR um, side of things and then events, right? So we obviously getting in touch with people is one of the most powerful ways to get your message across. And so, you know, with a relatively small budget as is a percentage of our revenue, uh, we were probably one of the lowest uh, across all of our competitors by multiple factors uh, because we're part of a larger organization. Um, we had to make our dollar go really far. And so I'm hoping, you know, with project like this where there might be you know funds set aside for this I think we can do a lot of things without spending a lot of money and so I think that's kind of the key and so as part of that marketing plan that we talked about building I think part of it is that we probably need to assign a budget um, to these items and I have some templates for that already that say you know here's what we think we want to spend you know in a great case scenario we can you know do this if we reach certain milestones and I think the community should probably have input into that just like everything else that we're doing I think we don't want to keep any of this stuff under the covers. I think anything that we can kind of get out there to let the community kind of provide input. And if they have ideas, I'm sure they have great ideas that we haven't even thought about. I think that's kind of the key. But that's that's kind of what I did. So I ran, uh, we were probably a $700 million kind of revenue stream to the business up to a billion in some some years um so you know decent size organization 2000 employees or so um and so you know and we had about 59 products that we or 99 products that we had to actually wow. deal with so it was there some of them were small but if you look at the big products there's probably 15 to 20 big products and so i think the value here is that we have one 
solution. There might be kind of things that we do with that that are kind of special messaging that we need to do for each. Um, but I think there's a whole bunch of things that we can do and make uh, the dollars that we do have go really far because we have we have a focus and a focus story that's a really powerful one. Yeah, one product, so, bleeding edge technology, um, yeah. and and a solution to a problem that's you know just presenting itself in this space. So, yeah. you know, I, I do think that you know our dollar can go a long way. And um, you know, at some point, we do need to to sit down and discuss marketing budgets and you know things of that nature. You know, because of course we we obviously have contractors in the payroll, and you know we've been handling things um, on a case by case basis uh, thus far. But if there was actually a budget for us to, you know, say okay, you know, we have for the next two months, we have twenty thousand dollars, you know, to to spend to push Decred forward is in the best way possible. You know, how do we spend that? Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool um, to allow the community to have input on that, and you know, to say, okay, well, you know, we think we should do this, we think we should do that. But you know, not only that, I think, um, you know, in Jake's interview, they said they were building out kind of a second tier um, platform for you know the community yeah. to vote on things like that. Right. And yes. Um, you know, I think even before that's totally built out, you know, we could maybe have uh, some kind of polling or something like that, um, you know, just to get a really rough, you know, it wouldn't be a, like a strict vote like the uh, the second tier would be, but it would be um, some kind of polling where we could just get a general idea of where the community is, you know, do, do they want us to spend marketing money right now? You know, would they prefer yeah. us to uh, just let the vote, you know, go smoothly and, and you know, right. then start making an effort. And, you know, that's definitely something that we need to find out. Um, so, yeah, awesome. I think you're going to contribute a lot here. I'm really happy to have you here and happy to learn uh, from you, you know, what I can learn from you. I'm still yeah. earlier in my journey in life. Uh, so I think that, you know, we can all take a, a lot from you. Um, we're going to move to the troll box at the time or now, and we're going to See if these guys have any questions. Um, now, one thing you know, people have brought up. We have um, consensus at the end of May, and we also have a token assembly. Um, both of those things. So, um, Tyler and myself will be going to consensus. If you're there, hit us up. Um, you, you know, you send us a message on Slack or whatever. We'd totally love to meet up with you guys and get a beer. Um, or you know, if you don't drink, you know, you can get a soda or whatever. But I'm gonna have <laughs> a beer. Uh, and uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of great speakers there, and um, I think it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic opportunity to engage people about Decred. You know, even though we're not presenting at consensus, and you know, really, you well, why are you not presenting at consensus? You know, blah blah blah. Well, it's it was really just a timing thing. You know, this this event is happening right at uh, kind of a turning point where control is being transitioned from. The development uh, organization, you know, from the developers to the community, and it's very difficult. It, consensus is very, very, very expensive to present at, and it's very difficult to, you know, kind of spend that much money when the whole point of the project is letting people vote on things. So, will we be at consensus next year? It's definitely something I'm going to vote on. Now, token assembly, um, as you know, somebody said in the chat box, it still may be open for. Uh, for you know, people to present at, and that's something that's definitely being considered. I think that um, the appropriate thing to do here would be to have some kind of poll or, or something like that. You know, that we could have live for a few days and you know let everybody kind of put their their two cents into it. Because um, I mean, it's expensive as well, guys. I mean, you know, I know when when you have a a lot of development funds and all these things seem cheap, but you know what happens when we've gone you know. Uh, 
30, 40 times. Oh, we've got it. Let's spend it. We've got it. Let's spend it. We've got it. Let's spend it. And then, you know, this huge That's opportunity okay. presents itself. And all of a sudden you say, oh, crap, you know, there's no money. You know, it, if we hadn't done this, this and this, you know, we could have capitalized on this big opportunity. But now we're going to have to wait. Um, yes. So that's kind of where we're at on that. And and I think um, whether we're presenting at token assembly or not, uh, Tyler and myself might be there as well, um, just to, you know, kind of make ourselves known. You know, we're going to have Decred shirts on. So it's going to be very obvious that Decred had a, you know, a presence at the event. And I mean, I'm a really social guy. I'm going to talk to everybody there. Uh, trust me on that. So, you know, we're definitely going to be getting the word out on Decred. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the troll box again. And we can see if we have any more questions. Will POS be lowering in the future? Um, I, I think you're referring to the subsidy, um, you know, the amount of rewards that you get from POS. Is that accurate, uh, Major Lee Blunt? Or is it ticket price he's referring to? Yeah, would I mean the answer to both of those questions is, is yes and yes um, in the near term future. I mean, and and I'll kind of explain that um, briefly. So the ticket prices are going to be not necessarily ne necessarily lowering, but the oscillations aren't going to be occurring anymore. You know, it's going to be very smooth, very predictable. Um, you know, a lot of people, if a lot of people buy tickets and then a lot of people buy tickets and again, and then a lot of people buy tickets again, you know, it'll very slowly increase and then very slowly decrease, which is what we want. Um, now, in terms of subsidy reward for staking, that degrades every three uh, three weeks. So, you know, it's, it actually started out at 1.8 or something like that, and we're down around 1.5 right now. Um, and, you know, that's only going to continue to lower. So that's why, I mean, I'm staking all I can right now just because... You're, I'm never going to see rewards like this again. You know, this is the time to, as an early adopter of Decred, you know, which we, if you're watching this video, you are an early adopter. Um, it's very important, you know, if, if you are in this for the long term to take advantage of that system, you know, and be rewarded as an early adopter. And I know I am. So let me just scroll through this box again. Grateful Cheddar wants to know how much I can bench press. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I normally do dumbbell bench and I'd say I work out with 85s. <laughs> you happy cheddar? Don't make memes out of me. Um, as you already did. Let's see. Hey, so, uh, I believe this is Jure. Crawlage. I'm so sorry. I know I totally butchered that name, um, but he says that he loves Gotam's idea about going to fintech publications with a direct approach. Um, definitely agree with that. If anyone out there knows people in certain fintech publications, let us know. It always helps to have an inside uh, person. Uh, I did have a couple of colleagues that worked for me uh, in PR, for example, that wrote for the Washington Post, things like that, that uh, certainly will be using those contacts to try to push into them. I don't know if they're going to want to write something in the Washington Post about uh, cryptocurrency. They eventually will, right? You might as well make the contacts now so that we can get in when, it's, uh, when they're ready if they won't do it today, right? We're certainly going to try sooner than later. So, yeah, just have these lines open. You know, it's it's better for them to go, you know, oh, I remember those Decred guys. And, you know, instead of who are those Decred guys, we can kind of skip yeah. the whole introduction process. Uh, process. Yeah, and 
the reality is when I was in Chicago, I remember they called into my company to get someone to talk on uh, the news hour on the radio, um, you know, at new, like they had their kind of financial stuff to talk about a certain topic. They would call me like two or three times a week after that. So it's kind of like once you're in, you're in. If they have a good source for content information, it might not even be about Decred. It might be about cryptocurrency in general and our opinion on it, but we can always push the Decred story into that, right? And so I think that's kind of the, the goal is to become kind of a household name to them to know a lot of our team members so that they can call upon us as resources, which then drives our overall message. So uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the approach. Thank you. So uh, Ryan Orr would like to know, are we going to make the Decred t-shirts available to buy on the website? Um, this is something that uh, we've been wanting to do for a while is have a Decred swag shop. And I would love to have some Decred swag. I was just telling Tyler before the show started and his microphone worked, um, you know, that I need some crypto swag. So I'm, I'm Decred swag is definitely going to be my first crypto swag. And I think, um, Tyler's wife, Coin Artist, is is working on putting something, you know, to that nature together. You guys do not want anything that I design because it's just going to be it's just going to be hideous. Um, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I like polo shirts a lot. I think they're professional and you know, uh, good looking. And I think that on um, the Decred shirts, um, oh great, yeah, Grateful Cheddar, um, who's one of our document guys, is saying Crypto Graffiti has a shirt. So you know, I'm definitely interested in, in checking that out. Um, but yeah, it's probably just be a polo with a you know, with the Decred logo on it, uh, rather than the Polo Man or something like that. So, Big Red Machine uh, wants to know how else we can help as a community, um, and that's that's a, that's a really good question. And you know, honestly, you can help however you want, um, and that's the best answer you know that I have for you. It's it really is. Um, up to you and and we don't like to put these constraints on people like oh we need help here or we need you to do this or figure out a way to do this because we want you to be creative you know i think that's what inspired the creation of decredible um with the community is you know you guys not being presented with a problem identified problems and and then worked on unique and you know uh you were you worked on solutions for the problems so really just think about that question, you know, how you can help as a community member um, and move forward from there. You know, you really, uh, and wow, it looks like Tyler's putting up some of these Decred shirts right now, and those are pretty cool. Oh, I like that one. It's the Decred with the, the ticket on it, the admission ticket. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's a good idea. But yeah, I mean, just shoot. I mean, if you want to help, help. Uh, the, nobody's stopping you. Um, people reach out to me all the time with ideas. And, you know, obviously you can reach out to GoTom as well. I'm sure yeah. I know I'm inviting people to reach out to you, but you know, I'm sure that would no, be, I'm sure that would be okay. Um, yeah. You know, we, I, I feel like I do have a pretty good um, marketing and outreach mind, but, you know, I don't know everything. And, you know, even GoTom with all of his experience, it doesn't know everything either. So, I mean, if you yeah. have a, a fantastic idea, and you reach out to us, I mean, we can help you execute this idea and we can help kind of push this forward. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, you know, we were going to do kind of a shorter episode today. Um, it is the end of the month. I'm pretty sure everybody's exhausted from the whole V1 update, um, you know, helping everybody get everything set up and everything. Remember, everybody, it's very, very important, miners and uh, stakers. Go ahead and get updated on the latest software. The sooner you get updated, the sooner we can get this vote commenced. 
um, and we can start making things happen for Decred. Um, in summary, you know, we, we do have this awesome website coming out. It's going to be really cool. It's going to allow the community to track the status of um, the, the updates, um, you know, see where everybody at, see what version of staking and POW everybody's running, as well as uh, where we are on the votes, you know, how many people are voting, yes, no, et cetera. Um, Horo, Georgiev, uh, I hope I said that right. I probably butchered that as well. It says Decred has a lot more upside. That's something I agree with. <laughs> and yes, I am biased, but um, yeah, good good observation. You know, I just want to address this really quick. You know, I see people in Slack all the time, you know, Decred's going up. Oh, no, 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 Decred's going down. No, Decred's going up. I mean, Decred's always going to be moving up or down, you know, and, and that's just, that's market. Um, you know, you don't want to be a trader in, in this market unless you really know what you're doing. I think it's better to be an investor. And investors can almost, um, I'm sure you've all heard the term sitting on your hands, you know, investors can buy things and and just not look at them because, you know, they, they're not interested in, in the day-to-day -day price fluctuations, you know, and, you know, Decred might go down, uh, you know, to, to 0.01 and then might go back up to 0.05 and then 0.02. And, and, you know, in the end, that doesn't matter, you know, as long as we're all here to work towards the mission um, and the values that Decred stands for, um, because, the price is just a byproduct of functionality and Decred's only going to become more functional over time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Decred has a lot more upside, but you know, it, I, I just don't want anybody to be scared by some of these guys in our Slack group. And you know, I know trading's kind of a troll box, so just keep that in mind. But you know, the price goes up, price goes down. That just happens. Um, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, uh, just to throw another opinion in there, is like right now, the new money flowing in. I mean, we've doubled, uh, almost doubled market cap from just three or four months ago for all of crypto, right? And we have a relatively small market cap. There's probably a new $500 million coming into the market every day almost. And so if you kind of take a look at it, what's going to return you 40% on your investment if you stake, for example, and Decred? That's what you get every year if you're staking. Um, you know, it's almost 3% a month on what you put in. I mean, it's huge. Forget about it. Just keep staking. In a year, um, you know, when there's a lot more money in the space, the space becomes a little bit more mainstream. I mean, it's, I can't see it ever going down to the level that we have today. I mean, maybe in blips, but, you know, I, that's kind of why I'm in it. I don't want to work another day in my life in an enterprise organization. And I think, you know, this I love. And I think that if we do the right things and we continue on the path that the team's already set us on and as a community come together, I think um, the only side is up um, in, in my mind long-term. So that's my opinion at least. So uh, go Tom, if you don't mind, um one of this is actually a frequent um, viewer of our show, and yeah. I, I believe they've been here every time. Uh, Satish Ailey, uh, maybe is how you say it. Wonders if there's anything on your radar in particular um, for Decred as a user adoption or for user adoption, like for payments and things like that. And you know, I think yeah. we've answered this question a couple times, you know, but it'd be interesting to hear your well, take on that. One of my big things that I haven't even talked to anyone, including you. Um, but Daniel is right now I don't have a good sense of where decred users, even the ones that we have, let's say it's a small community, um, physically are located. I think there's some huge opportunities. If you take a look at some regions in the world where there's a lot of unbanked people. And in fact, there was an interesting paper that I read yesterday that had a, a map of where the most unbanked uh, countries are, for example, or, um, 
and you know we kind of take a look and use our marketing wherewithal to kind of push into places where you know it's a big issue i think there that along with potential proposals that can be voted on in terms of how do we get to pos not proof of stake but point of sales and things like that you know atms in these areas things like that i think it's a little further out i think right now the push was to get the platform to 1.0 so that we could actually do these things but the idea is that i think we could start doing an analysis right now where the low-hanging fruit is to attack um so another project um that i invested in early on singular dtv on the ethereum network you know it's kind of the equivalent of youtube they're trying to disintermediate youtube by kind of taking content creators or video and tying them to uh, people who are uh, consuming the information and they pushed into china because they saw a huge you know gap between how they use youtube and what it means and government limitations and kind of having this model that goes direct so we haven't done that analysis i don't think at least that i've seen for decred and i think doing that would allow allow us to truly understand where that low hanging fruit is. And I don't know where you're located, uh, if it's India or somewhere else, but I mean, there's huge opportunities uh, in certain regions for this to grow a lot faster than in other regions. And it'll grow everywhere at a certain rate, but I think there's places that we could kind of really drive this in in a big way. And so I think that analysis would be part of that initial part of the phase one of the marketing plan after we get through kind of some of the low hanging fruit we need to make 1.0 successful. Um, I think that's one of the first things that we do. If you have ideas, um, we'd love to hear them though. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, I think um, capitalizing on, you know, regions where we could grow at a rapid pace is, is a really intelligent thing to do, you know, just because, um, you know, the spread of decentralized technology is is almost viral uh, and, and you'll, you'll see it kind of bleeding from one region to the next. So, I mean, shoot it. I mean, if you guys identify a use case and, you know, people that want to use this money essentially in Africa or India or, I mean, anywhere else, it's only going to help accelerate our growth. And, you know, that would be a big deal for the project. So if you see any opportunities like that, reach out to us and, you know, kind of let us know what's going on. And um, Big Red Machine makes a really good point um, in our chat. There is a lot of money moving into this crypto space, you know, and only the best projects are going to prevail. Um, and I think Decred is is one of those projects. So um, it's been awesome having everybody here. Um, Tyler, before we go, wanted to or wanted me to remind everybody, if you are using a stake pool, make sure you set your voting preferences at your pool. You can do this by logging into your pool and telling existing tickets how you would like them to vote. Now, I believe um, when you purchase new tickets from your wallet, you can go ahead and set your voting preferences for those tickets. And, you know, the, the wallet interacts with the pool and, you know, it can set them from that point forward. But for existing tickets, make sure you go in there and set your voting preferences. Um, you know, we should be, be uh, beginning this vote relatively soon, you know, depending on how fast everybody upgrades or not. But everybody get upgraded to the latest version. Everybody set those voting preferences. Um, how do you do that? It, it should be very easy. If you just log into the pool um, right now, you can see that you're actually voting on, um, you're actually voting on, uh, you know, whether or not the network should accept the previous block. So on that same area where, you know, you set accept or reject, you're also going to accept or reject um, the two proposals that are in motion right now. Uh, one, the staking difficulty algorithm, and the other proposal, which is, do we begin work in the Lightning Network? So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you um, 
if you do have trouble with this, come by our Slack channel, you know, ask uh, at DBT1033. You can ask um, at Grateful Cheddar. He's always very helpful and, you know, he's one of our document guys, so he probably knows a lot more about this than than a lot of folks. Um, yeah, just reach out. We're happy to help, you know, anyone uh, kind of set their preferences and, you know, lock this in, uh, anybody that's interested in doing so. Some of the pools actually even had a separate tab for voting. Um, like yeah, Brazil, cool. for example, has a separate tab, so it's easy. Yeah, yeah that's that's really cool. Um, it sounds really easy, but, you know, moving forward, I think we've already discussed this. We're going to try to make some more like video guides, um, picture related guides. Um, and yeah, it's actually Tyler's brought this up right here, if, if everybody can see this. Um, so you can actually see this is the uh, Ubik Smart Pool, which, you know, a lot of folks use. Uh, <laughs> Grateful Cheddar says, RIP my DMs. Well, come on now. He, Ch Cheddar's, Cheddar's a nice guy. We, we all like him. And, you know, he you, you don't have to necessarily DM him, OK? Like you can just at Grateful Cheddar and chat. Um, and, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I personally would be happy to help you, uh, Tyler. He's at T Y one three R GPU. It's a lot of letters and numbers and stuff, but it's it's like Tyler GPU source or something like that. You know, you can find him in Slack um, and message him. Uh, but yeah, check check him out. You know, we're the whole Decred team is happy to help you out. You know, that's our job. That's what we're here for. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. You know, it's not like we're going to be upset that you asked for help. You know, it actually, we want you to be able to understand how to use this technology because that's what uh, allows us to uh, advance Decred and, and move this project forward. But yeah, we're, we'll work on some videos. We'll work on some kind of a uh, picture friendly guides. And, you know, I think Decredible is a fantastic um, community uh, effort in that direction, you know, to where it's kind of making it uh, to where you can go to your mom and say, hey, mom, you know, check out this Decred stuff. And I mean, she might not get it 100%, but I think it's definitely a step in the right direction to helping, you know, the mainstream user understand where this is going, how you can use it, you know, what it's for, etc. Um, so with that, I think we're going to conclude this episode we are going to have um episode four next sunday uh big big thank you to go tom for being on today um he was a last minute addition we didn't have anybody and he really stepped up to the plate to make this happen and you know i think his insights and everything he had to say uh was very interesting and and also very true to the current state of the project and you know what we need to do moving forward so go tom thanks a bunch for coming on yeah. um Tyler, fix your damn internet connection. It's, it's not the same without you, bro. Uh, one host is no bueno. So I'm sure we'll get that taken care of. Uh, to everybody watching right now, please hit the like button. We like thumbs up. Don't be that guy that clicks the thumbs down button. You know, we, we know one of you is going to. Don't be that guy. Uh, but, yeah, we really appreciate you guys coming. It's been really chill this time. And we will see you next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for episode four of the Decred Assembly. Thanks, guys.